Welcome to the Squadcast. Hope you're having a great week again. Uh, today we are joined by Sarah again. Hey, good morning. And myself. And uh, today we are going to be just unpacking a little bit more from the message yesterday. And in particular, we are going to be talking about repentance and what does that really look like? How do we live a life of surrender as we follow Jesus? Well, let's start off with uh, reading the passage from James, James 6 uh, through to 12. It says, God opposes the proud but shows favour to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbour? So yesterday I looked at the... Uh, the story of Genesis, Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. and how that is really the same uh, theme that James is picking up on, yep. that there's two types of wisdom. Mm-hmm. One wisdom leads to life. One wisdom, which is false wisdom, leads to chaos, disorder, and the killing, dehumanizing of each other. Now, I think James is really picking up on what is actually the theme throughout the whole Bible is that um, this autonomy from God, this choice to live separate from God, um, results in in dehumanization yeah. with animal-like behavior, mm. killing, destroying, and, and whilst uh, in our nice Western society we, we not, might not be literally killing each other, we are killing each other with our words, right. tearing one another down, and, and that kind of thing. And it's really picking up on the what is the human condition, mm. the heart of humanity separate from God. Yeah. And um, you know, there's that saying that at the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart, That's right. which is what Jesus came to yeah. restore and then called us as ambassadors of a different way right. to embody this uh, new heart and live not separate from God, but in union with him, bringing the kingdom of heaven, which is beauty and order and all things that are life. And so as followers of Jesus, um, we are, for me anyway, this is what I I believe, that we are continually uh, moving towards Jesus. I think we've defined discipleship in our squad book as someone who is continually moving towards Jesus and the that path as described by James is repentance Mm -hmm. you know come near to God and he will come near to you what a great promise that is yeah absolutely 
And and so um, so we want to talk about repentance this morning. Mm-hmm. What what does it look like to come near to God? Yeah. And how do we how do we you know because James talks about um, that pride puts us in opposition to Him. That's right. And so if we are continually wanting to come near to Him, a because it's going to bring life to us. We discover oh this is actually a better way to live. Mm-hmm. What I thought was bringing life was actually destroying yeah. me. There is a different way to to see the world, a different way to live. Um, but again, I, I I guess the thing that I'm wrestling with here is the the part of the human heart. Mm. You know, I I became a Christian like nearly twenty years ago now, um, and my heart wasn't instantly changed you know my heart wasn't instantly Still not instantly hold. changed yeah. over 20 years <laughs> yeah and so yeah I mean what are your thoughts on that because sometimes we can sort of I don't know uh, maybe sell a picture of come to Jesus and everything will be fixed yeah um whereas this seems to be a process yeah I think I learned that really quickly too I became a Christian at 15 did the Sinner's Prayer in the back of the Gideon's Bible at home by myself. Uh, Backslid, for lack of better language, but, you know, kind of went back to the world a little bit over the summer holidays, being the teenager I was, and then ended up with this moment at Faith Festival in Cromwell when I was 16, the snot, the crying, the whole deal, on my knees. That was true repentance, and I think at that moment, yeah, God came close to me in that moment, like that just miles apart from you know yeah that first moment that was when i really knew god was right that was when i was all in right I think. right yeah yeah i came close he came close yeah, yeah yeah and it's and it's not so much that god was distant per no. se it's just you weren't looking to to him i guess is yeah yeah and i think i wanted him to rescue me out of the dumb stuff i was doing but hadn't yeah Really hadn't surrendered it. Yeah. 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 So that snotty, messy moment. Yeah. You, you describe as this: you came near to him, he came near to you. Have there been other? Oh, so many. Mo- yes. Yeah. So many. Right. Yeah. Right. And those moments are often a type of humiliating. Yeah, and it's transformative. Experience. Aren't yeah. 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 You come in low, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there is that knowledge that I can't do this without him. I think, and for me, especially, I guess, being a performer, achiever, always doing, feel like I can, I can get a good chunk of the distance on my own. Right. But when I hit that wall, I can't do this without. Mm. There's an empty-handedness. Yeah. In that moment. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's great. I I have a quote from C.S. Lewis, which I think embodies this really well. I mean, he's such a brilliant writer. Uh, but he says this, remember this repentance, this willing submission to humiliation and a kind of death is not something God demands of you before he will take you back and which he could let you off if he chose. It is simply a description of what going back to him is like. If you ask God to take you back without it, you are really asking him to let you go back hmm. without going back. It cannot happen. Yeah. And so C.S. Lewis is really describing this as 
the description of a lifestyle yeah. rather than um, this thing you do at the start of the journey so God will accept you back. Mm. He's saying, no, this repentance is is going back, yeah. is what it literally means to go back continually. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to think of it um, as we are all looking for home. Yeah. And we could describe that in many different ways. And one of the ways I described it on Sunday was peace, that we are all yes. looking for peace. Um, why are we looking for peace? Because it's it's the nature of heaven. That's right. You know, we're looking for home, and at mm. home in God is peace. And so that's one of the things that we're looking for. Love is another thing that we're looking for. Joy. Mm. All of these things that God is, we are innately looking yeah. for. Um, and so we are all desiring to go home. Um, and and C.S. Lewis is describing repentance as a continual going home, yep. and I think that's a really great it's like, way to it's like think about it. Like that old hymn, "I need the every hour." There's yeah. A little bit of that. Yeah. That acknowledgement that yeah, I need you every hour because I can't do this on my own. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? This, as he's described it as a willing submission to humiliation. Well, I think that's what it is, isn't it? And I think because vulnerability, you like vulnerability, is the uh, the ability to get hurt. You're like you're leaving yourself open, and I mm. think when we're asking God to come in and root out anything that offends Him, there there is humility, humiliation in that. Yeah. But it's getting us back to what is true. Yeah. Like stripping out the. Yeah, I once heard someone describe love as like a willingness to be hurt. Mm. To have an open heart yeah. and a willingness to be hurt is like this open, you know, and I think that was a, a really great description. I'm, I'm not saying the quote properly. It was much better than that. But um, I find it interesting that this word um, humiliation sounds gross to me. Yeah, it's disgusting. But the word humility mm. sounds really um, uh, holy and... Yeah, that's um, the goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, without realising that they're kind of the same yes. thing. So to walk in a path of humility is to embrace a kind of humiliation. Yeah. And it's the humili- humiliation of self. Well, that's it. The humiliation... I, f- I know, I assume that the further we get in on this path of humility, the less the humiliation is going to hurt in the sense because more of me will be dead. Yes. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, yeah. The, it's the ego, it's the false self. That is what is going to rage against trying to protect ourselves from the yeah. humiliation. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, and, and and yeah, and because it has potentially worked to some level mm. for us, maybe kept us safe when we we're younger, and all those That's sorts right. of things, um, as James describes it, it looks like wisdom. Mm. Like it's it's wisdom to a unrenewed mind. It's That's right. it's 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 helped us navigate life so far. Yeah, and and but Jesus is calling us into a place of trust That's in right. His wisdom which is opposite to the type of wisdom that we've yeah. learnt. And I think if we can't open ourselves up for that vulnerability and that humiliation from God, there is no way we're going to do that in relationships. Mm. If love is to allow yourself to be hurt, then mm. we're just going to shut down to protect ourselves. Yeah. Um, I certainly reflected on the weekend being with my high school friends. Man, I don't have to protect myself from them. They're, they've known me since... 
before I figured out how to put masks on, it's okay for Sarah to be inadequate around them. Right. But somewhere along the way, I learned that I had to kind of pretend or put yeah. on masks around people. And it's like, actually, you know, that how I am with those girls, that's how I should be showing up everywhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I was uh, thinking about the story of the prodigal son and, you know, it's the story of um, someone coming home. Yeah, it's such a beautiful picture. It is. Eh? Coming home to the father... Um, oh, there's so much I love about that story but I mean one of the bits that I love that I, th- I think maybe we skip over sometimes is the willingness of the father to let the son go mm. he wasn't trying to control him no he you know he gave him the wealth yes um, and so anyway the son he returns home and this is repentance to come home yep. And he comes home with, um, you know, he's got his whole repentance speech uh, ready and, uh, and he comes home. There's a, a sense of humility there and his willingness of humiliation yeah. in that he was saying, I, I'm only worthy to be a servant. That's right. And so there's this lowness there with him. Um, one of the things I wonder, Sarah, do you have some thoughts on the difference between um, coming low with humility versus um, feeling the feelings of worthlessness? Yeah, well, I guess because um, they could. That's it. They could look the same, maybe, or, or feel that well, I'm not sure. There's a tension there. I think that. Yeah, and I yeah. think it, it might be on different parts of your journey as well. I think when we're new Christians, certainly in those early days, there's definitely that worthlessness. Right. And then I'm, you know, you hear I'm nothing but a worm. Yeah. Or, yeah, people yeah. get stuck in that place of, um, and I think some of that is from the enemy too. I know that certainly as a new Christian, it was the, oh, you've mucked up, you can't read your Bible, you can't pray, mm. you're not worthy, yeah. you're not clean enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we get stuck in that loop when the Father is just like, come home. Um, but I think when we come low, that's a different, I feel like it's a different thing, but maybe there's been some more experiences with God so that we know that actually my Father is really loving. I can come and low. Yeah. So do you think someone could get stuck in that worthlessness state? Yeah. Because repentance isn't isn't just feeling sorry for yourself. And it's not just saying sorry for my actions. It's the thing with sin. It's not just about our actions. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we repent constantly of the action, and so we're getting stuck in that worthlessness. Oh, because I keep stuffing up. Right. With no idea that underneath there is other stuff happening. Yeah misbeliefs that we've got that lead us back into the same sin over and over and over again yeah 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 i yeah i think this is a yeah this uh, i one of the things that i have um continually found in my own life and in discipling others is this tension point here of um, because what happens is the enemy gets us twice yeah. often with, with sin, you know, like he gets us with the action of yeah. then the guilt and yes. the shame that is all Absolutely. surrounding that and then the feelings of worthlessness because because worthlessness isn't isn't repentance mm. but it can be a good mask for it. Yes. Because there's similar feelings tied up there with um, so worthlessness isn't repentance in that I think with worthlessness, there's still a sense of trying to preserve self. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, but yet repentance is 
the, the willingness of that kind of humiliation, I guess. Yeah, that humility. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and repentance is unlearning as well. Um, Alan Hirsch says uh, in one of his books, he says, actually, repentance is the price required for any new learning in any domain. It's just that outside the church is called unlearning, whereas inside the church is called repentance. No one can learn who is not first prepared to unlearn. Likewise, no one can grow in God unless they're willing to repent regularly. Mm. And I think that calls for you to move out of the worthlessness, mm. to, to unlearn those patterns. Yeah, 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 yeah that's good. Yeah, because it is, it's at the end of the day, like it's repentance is is a turning mm. from something. So it's a turning from uh, a certain way of living, yep. thinking, and acting, and turning towards Jesus right. and the kingdom of heaven. A different way of living, thinking, and acting, and and in the middle of that is faith. Yes. You know, this trust that actually the way of Jesus is going to be better for me. Yeah. I guess the tension in the middle of that is. If I let go of this, mm. um, we can't hold them both at the same time. Can't. So we have to let go of one to hold the other. And often we want to, um, in our need for safety, hold on to both at the same time. So that's we right. can test Jesus while still holding on. on. The, the thing that's comfortable for us often yeah. is often there's a comfort element to it often yeah yeah but it's like all those movies someone's hanging off a cliff and it's like you gotta let go and trust me and, yeah. yeah oh totally yeah. that's yeah that's a good good example yeah because yeah that, and that's and i think that's maybe where um we get stuck mm. is the i need to hold on to this because if jesus doesn't work what yes. will i have that's it but the trust is going yeah you know I'm not sure, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to let go to trust That's Jesus. Right. And, and the first few times are probably going to be the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that's um, helpful, just as some, some thoughts to wrestle with uh, in your squads this week, in your small group. And as we, as we move forward in our series on James... Uh, I encourage you to embrace a life of repentance, faith in Jesus, and um, and encourage one another with this. Uh, as we move into James 5 next week, we're going to discover that James starts to talk about confessing sins to one another, um, and there's, there, there is the potential for that level of humility and humiliation in there. Uh, and so, um, and why is that important? Why can't we just keep our secrets with God? We'll find out next week. Let me pray. Father, we just thank you that you are a good father. And we thank you that you are the father who welcomes us home with arms wide open. We thank you for the beautiful picture that we get in the story of the two brothers and the good father that Jesus told. And yeah, we just, we know that, um, even though we may come feeling like we have lost everything, we know that you are the one who is calling us home to everything, to true life, to all of the abundance of the Father's house. But it does involve letting go of the life that we have created in our own self, our own kingdom. To embrace the kingdom of heaven, we must let go of our own kingdom. So I thank you, Father, that you are good. We thank you for everyone listening to this podcast right now. We pray that, Holy Spirit, you would be with them, that you would comfort them, 
that you would guide them, that you would lead them, lead them into truth. We know that your truth sets us free, your truth helps us to become more loving, your truth helps us to live more like you, Jesus. And so we thank you for that. Amen. Amen.